Hey, welcome to the Calm with Dawn podcast, where I help you harness your highly sensitive nature to overcome your energy leaks and cultivate your ideal positive environment. I am your spiritual emotional intelligence coach, Dominic. Let's get into it. So I've been talking about what makes highly sensitive people the way they are for a while now. And to be honest, with my line of work, I'm probably not going to stop anytime soon. But within this series, I actually chose to speak about sensory processing sensitivity or SPS. That's how I'm going to refer to this trait, SPS, just because it's shorter. I chose to speak about it last because it's the one trait that actually makes a highly sensitive person, right? So far, I've talked about depth of processing, overstimulation, and emotional reactivity because while they're unique to us, they're all a byproduct of SPS. And SPS is actually a well-researched and measurable temperament trait in both humans and other species. And this basically means that you can take a test to see if you have this trait. And what I've done is I've plugged a link to a certified test you can take as an adult in the show notes. And what's cool about it is there's also a test for identifying it in children as well. So you can go ahead, take a look at that while you keep listening if you're interested. But I want to emphasize that this is a biological trait, meaning it's inherited and it's not learned. You don't become a highly sensitive person or child at some point in your life. It's not a result of your trauma or lack thereof. Uh, Please remember this. I'll get into this in a second, but... This isn't a part of you that you can erase, and I promise that's a wonderful thing, right? So this trait makes it so that you're extra sensitive in your five senses. Now, I thought I couldn't relate to that at first because I don't consider myself someone who gets bothered by bright lights, loud noises, smells, tastes, or touch, at least easily because I live in a bustling city, right? I deal with a lack of personal space painstakingly long train rides and packed carts, um, aggressively loud sirens, and just constant noise on the regular, right? There's constant stimulation. And while, yeah, it can get to me at times, it's not something that's ruining my day every day, right? But what I've come to realize is just because I'm not overstimulated by all of these things, right? It doesn't mean I'm not affected by it. And this perspective stemmed from my own ignorance. I just thought that's what everybody in this city was doing, right? I thought everyone was equally as overwhelmed and um, stimulated by these things and they just kept it pushing, but that's not true. Maybe everyone, everyone in the city has been bothered by these things before, and that can be due to their mood, um, the amount of energy that they have, so on and so forth. But the point is, for non-highly sensitive people, it's not constant. And, I mean, this is my opinion now, but I do think that most of the time, these things aren't going to affect non-highly sensitive people unless it's a bother to them. And that's the key difference. These things don't have to be a bother to me. In fact, I could be enjoying them. And, you know, simple examples are, like, seeing big, bright billboards, uh, you know, have walking by vehicles and stands that have like strobe lights, loud music, walking past music venues, uh, you know, walking past coros outside. If you're not Latino, coro is just people hanging out, right? A group of people hanging out. There's music, drinks, other stuff. You know, it could be something that I don't mind in the slightest, but it's all still highly stimulating to me on a physical level. 
I just know how to self-regulate when I need to. So now I'm at a place where I deal with those same uncomfortable train rides easily. And I'm actually comfortable, right? I'm at ease taking the train, like these dangerous ass trains. They're dangerous. They're dingy for so many reasons that I won't get into. Um, but yeah, I, I guess truly understanding what that means has changed my self-perspective a lot. When I was 14 years old, I went to a high school that took me about two hours to commute to. And commuting during peak hours, always it's always rough, right? You're lucky if you get a seat. You're pressed against people who probably haven't had their coffee yet or aren't mentally prepared to deal with other people yet. Or you're probably not mentally prepared to deal with other people at that point, you know, 7 a.m. in the morning. Um, and I started having panic attacks uh, at this age, like at 14, and it was pretty regular. But at the time, it seemed like it was the packed trains that were causing my panic attacks. At least that's what my family thought. That's what my school thought. That's what my peers thought. But I never thought so. That much I understood. And it's common to not understand your triggers with panic attacks, right? Those are trickier to navigate, especially when you have them often. But I had been regularly commuting on the train for years before I started having these panic attacks. And then eventually... They happened in other places, not just the train. But what I realized now, you know, looking back, was that my SPS during this time of my life, it heightened all of the stimuli that I was already dealing with at a time with my, when my, my sympathetic nervous system was shot, right? So when you're not okay, and when you go through any kind of change in your life as a highly sensitive person, it's dramatic, right? Even if you're okay, even if mentally you're okay, your nervous system isn't in tip-top shape, right? It's sensitive on a good day. So that just meant that I was constantly overstimulated and that fueled my energy leaks. At the time, my energy leaks, aka the things that were draining my energy the most, were the panic attacks, spiraling ruminating thoughts, cognitive distortions, which I'll dedicate a future episode to breaking down, and insomnia. Like my body could not shut down properly. And every morning I was running on a completely empty tank. And now hearing this, you might be thinking, okay, what the hell, Dom? Like you were talking about how being highly sensitive isn't a weakness in the last episode, yet you're describing the main trait, SPS, as this horrible thing to experience. And to that, I say the downside of SPS is that it heightens your sensitivities. Right. And I think it's important to share what it looks like when you don't understand how, like, what these traits are and how they show up for you specifically. And so, this is how it was for me when I didn't understand how my SPS affected me, how the world affected me. Right. I didn't know I was a highly sensitive person. I didn't know I was a highly sensitive kid. So, yes, these are downsides, but this is my version of the downsides of SPS. Right? I'm going to share the positives of this trait in a second, but I want to elaborate on that. No two highly sensitive people are the same, and it's partially due to our SPS affecting us differently. So you may be a highly sensitive person who is highly sensitive to smells, to the point where smells can make you feel ill, or they at least bother you so much that you have to actually remove yourself from an area, right? Um, I'm personally known for not being very sensitive to smells, right? To the point where if you're burning something on the stove, 
I'll be the last one to realize. Um, But vice versa, you may not be someone who minds lighting in a room or lights outside. But lights specifically are a bother to my eyes and my ears if they're not right. Like quote unquote right. And I add quotes to that because I don't even know what that means myself, right? I don't know what quote unquote right lighting is. I just know that if if lights, whether they're artificial or it's, you know, the sunlight outside, if it doesn't feel right, my eyes are very sensitive sensitive to them and I don't get used to it. And it affects my hearing. Uh, I'm sensitive to it uh, from like a hearing sense because there are certain light bulbs that I hear and it doesn't fade away to white noise for me. So, you know, lights can be a bother to me in, in both of those ways. So basically your SPS trait may not show up for you the way that it shows up for me. And that's perfectly fine. And I find that it's important to understand this so we don't end up in a circle where not not a circle, in in a cycle of gaslighting ourselves into thinking that we're not struggling, right? Or overlooking our overwhelm because we think it's not prominent enough to be worthy of rest and recovery. Harnessing your highly sensitive nature looks like self-compassion, right? And so I'll leave that note there, right? But the upsides to this trait are pretty much the same upsides you experience with your depth of processing and your emotional reactivity, right? You're a better listener, you're a better decision maker, and your senses are more reliable than others. So you can sense when something's wrong sooner than others, right? I know that these upsides sound like superpowers, and honestly, if it checks out, you might be a mutant of some kind. Go ahead, you could brag about it. Mutants are cool. But seriously, understanding what's going on around you can quite literally save your life. And that's why SPS is an evolutionary trait that not many people have, right? You're naturally more sensitive to dangers. But from a social perspective, you're tapped in, right? It doesn't take you long to understand who vibes with who in a group, individual strengths and weaknesses of the people around you, and also your concern for others is nothing less than beautiful. Like it's a beautiful, humane thing to care about others, but the capacity in which you can care and be considerate and serve others is a phenomenal thing when you don't allow other people and situations to take away that power from you, right? What do I mean by that? I mean, when you allow other people to take more from you than what you can give, Right? When you allow situations and stress um, to overcome you more than they need to. right? When you don't take care of your mental health symptoms when they're trying to communicate with you. When you're ignoring your spiritual health by depriving yourself of self-compassion, connection, and activities that energetically fuel you. And it takes self-awareness and the desire for more than simply self-growth to harness your highly sensitive nature. It takes knowing that you are worthy of unlimited, unconditional love in your relationships, in your careers, and within yourself, right? And as deeply transformative as that sounds, that type of transformation only happens in the small things, right? It happens in the small decisions, in those split moments of overstimulation 
the intense emotions before your, you know, immediate reaction and how you respond to the world and the people around you. Those micro changes happen when you start to decide to take consistent action and reprogramming what you thought you knew about your sensitivity because it's a strength. You just haven't treated it like a strength before. So if you're ready for that, that's exactly the process I hold your hand through within the Calm with Dom Academy. I'm so passionate and dedicated to helping highly sensitive women actualize the power they have over their lives, right? How relationships don't have to be this fight for survival when you're left with the shot nervous system when things go wrong, right? How you don't have to feel defeated by the day-to-day grind and how you can simply show up in the world as gently and as boldly as you want because leveraging your highly sensitive nature is going to protect your energy and prevent those energy leaks. And so uh, in the show notes of my podcast episodes, I will always have a link to the Calm with Dom Foundation to Success Bundle and the Core Suite whenever you're ready to discover what your highly sensitive nature can provide for you. And I'm so excited for those of you who decide to take that next step. But with that said, that's all for today's episode on how to navigate your SPS as a highly sensitive person. If you like this episode, the best way to support is by rating and leaving a review of your thoughts. Well, I can't speak, but I will be sharing reviews at the end of these podcast episodes. So do not be shy. Talk to me in the review section. I love connecting with you all from my sensitive soul to yours. I'll see you next week.